0: Hi and welcome. I'm Barb. And I'm Raphaella. And we are Recovery, Recovery 201. 201.
1: Hi Ralph, how are you? I'm okay. It's been a crazy week. Yeah, what's going on? Dealing with some family health issues this week and I'm a little overwhelmed because well, even though I... Um, I thought you got your nursing degree this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say that because yeah. I did self-medicate for a long time, so, <laughs> but no, you would imagine. Not this week. <laughs> I know, I'm just really scared, you know, there is all these, um, at the hospital it's called the nurse, not for me, for, 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 um, for dad, and here is just me, and I, and and it freaks me out a little bit, yeah. so I can't sleep, cause I'm worried that I'm not gonna hear him, and. You know, so it's being a little stressful. It's like having a newborn baby. Yes, and a stubborn newborn <laughs> baby. <laughs> a very stubborn newborn baby. But besides that, I mean, I'm glad he's healing. He's home, so. That's good. Hopefully, we get his blood pressure. Yeah. Figured out. Prayers answered for sure. You know, well for sure to because yeah, it was um, it was a little scary there for a minute. Yeah. You know. And. Um, I was trying to be positive. I always do this. When I know God's going to show up, I know it. But I still, like, have that little doubt. Still like, what if not? Worry. What if he doesn't? Right. You know, what am I going to do? So, well, sure enough, God showed up. And, um, like always, news. Thankful. me I mean, because God is good, you know. Yeah. So, besides that, I'm just being really busy with my newborn. That it's 78. Seven years old <laughs> and um my two kids. Yeah. You know, my four year old and my husband that just happens to be older than me. <laughs> Oh it's great. It's great.
0: Well and he was probably worried about his dad and Yes. Yeah, and
1: then so you know where where I felt because I'm like, Well I have to be strong for him and I have but I love dad, right? He's being yeah. more of a dad to me than anybody. So I, was, I just really overwhelmed where i feel like i had to keep it together for ryan and then i don't know It
0: just well you did a great job I and just, now he's home and now he's healing and yes now we just have to keep up the prayers for him yes but yeah, i have he- really good news
1: we found a man <laughs> It's very exciting. I'm very excited. I don't know if you guys have listened to our podcast. We have women back to back because you know we're starting at home, and that's our people. And when we asked Daniel, he said he was going to come. And we've been looking for men to be on our podcast. So (laughs) we're looking for men
0: to be on our podcast. Yes,
1: and uh, I'm so excited to have our first
0: male appearance. No, very exciting, very, very, very exciting. It's going to be great. So welcome, Daniel.
2: Thank nice you, to be here.
0: Thank you for coming.
1: Oh. We really appreciate it, and we're excited.
0: I have to tell you, every woman I know wants to be a fly on the wall in a small group. Small group. Oh, I don't. You don't? No. <gasps> what are they thinking? That's all I ever wanted to know. They're not, bro. <laughs> Raffaella! <laughs> that is not. That was Raffaella. I'm just making
1: that. Here. I'm joking. It's a joke. Sorry, Daniel. It's a joke. Maybe a bad joke. Maybe we need to cut that out.
0: <laughs> well, welcome, Daniel. Thank you for coming. Um, we'd love to. Um, we'd love to hear what you're in recovery for, and have a conversation about um, recovery and a man's perspective, and let's see where God takes us.
2: Okay. So, drugs, anger, codependency, food. I mean, there's a long list. Take
1: a pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Pretty much.
0: <clears throat> so, what brought you to recovery? How
1: uh, long, How long you've been in recovery?
2: Since January 2010, I uh, <clears throat> my marriage was not good, I was heavily addicted uh, to drugs. And uh, when I walked in in January 2010, I told everybody there I was there for anger and unforgiveness because <clears throat> it was all my wife's fault, and I had to learn how to forgive her. That. Oh. That was the story I was going with.
1: Oh, does that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I seen we him. always hear her, the woman's like, it's my husband's problem, and I'm just here to help him. It's nice to see that the man goes, I'm just here because it's my wife's problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: So her, her and my daughter came first. Um, she went through a step study, and <clears throat> I thought, all right, I'll give it a shot. I'll go for a couple weeks, work on my anger, and I'll be good.
1: And I'll be cured, and I'll yeah. be ready to go.
2: I had like a four to six week plan. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: oh, cool. That's eight years later, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Here I we left. are. I haven't left,
0: <clears throat> and we're glad you haven't left. Um, so four to six week plan to work on your anger, but you weren't admitting the drugs or no.
2: I actually didn't talk about the drugs till I actually did my fifth step with my sponsor. Oh. So I literally, like, and I started in step study. I didn't go on Friday nights. For whatever reason, I was scared oh, to go, didn't want to go. Gotcha. I was at step study. I was already pissed about that. I wasn't going anywhere else. Right. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much lied the first four or five months about all the other issues that I was dealing with outside of anger. And then... Um, when I was reading to my sponsor, uh, Sherman at the time, i was not supposed to use names. Um, it was like,
0: I don't think Sherman's going to care. He looked at me. It
2: was like, Oh dude, you're a drug addict. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I guess I am. (laughs) Gosh, I mean, because it, it was a it was a bit of a surprise to him because, you know, he was in step study with me at the time. He you never heard, heard you me about... share or talk anything uh, about drugs. So
0: you had never talked about that. You had no. never shared in group about that. No. No, no. So and what... my
2: wife was, what's the word? It was forbidden by me to speak about it. Oh. Which I'm sure she did, but I didn't want her at recovery. I didn't want her talking to people about me or my issues and it was all sure. it was all thing. I was very angry that she was taking time away from the family while I was, you know, hiding in my room doing drugs.
0: Oh, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's so interesting. Let's <laughs> see how men think. <laughs> okay. I'm learning so much right now even in two minutes of conversation. It's very interesting. So, okay so what what made you get honest in your inventory
2: um there was a particular night it was shortly after uh wife and kids moved out there was a period of separation and there was a moment between my wife and I where I felt like I was trying to be very spiritual and try to show her that you know things have changed and I asked her I wanted to pray with her and it was the first time I would ever asked to pray with my wife ever and, and it wasn't from a, like a source of like sincerity it was just hey I'm going to show you that things have changed and that Uh-oh. was the motive behind it uh-huh. um, but she had her statement was I've been praying for years to get away with you I'm not praying with you to make things better so it was in that moment that was pretty much my first bottom okay um and i had it was a few days after that i went to friday night for the first time okay um and i only remember the date because it was the date i got sober it was may 21st is that right and i just let loose in group basically just totally broke down about what was said and it was the first time i was ever honest and mm. um, Sherman pulled me aside and talked with me for probably a good half hour 45 minutes Um, just kind of speaking life over me speaking positive stuff and uh, told me I had to surrender give it all to God and that night I went home and I did just that I got on my knees and I prayed and gave everything over to God and been sober from drugs since wow that's
0: awesome how many years
1: has that been
2: uh eight in May Oh, it was
0: 8 in May. Oh, okay. So,
1: h- how long were you doing your step study before that?
2: Well, it started January. January. Yeah, right, so, that's right. About, so right okay. about five months.
1: Okay. And it that was that's about short, right when that. it would yeah. happen. Yeah, right?
0: well, usually about step three, but yeah.
2: Yeah, Just very slow learner. Oh, Still. don't worry. Still,
1: <laughs> I can't relate to that. Right? <laughs> Took me a little bit. One, two, three, fifty-two times. Never know. So you got
2: sober, mm-hmm. and
1: then everything was fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Everything worked great.
1: White picket fence. Oh, You're yeah. here Six weeks <coughs> done.
2: Well, shortly after that, they moved back in. So in my mind, everything was perfect. Great
1: that's what you wanted
2: yeah but that was short lived okay Um, she saw me to get more engaged in like volunteering and leading that was disappointing to her that was disappointing yeah so she kind of pulled back I think the expectation was that I was going to fail and um, be the villain in the story so to speak But that's just my opinion.
0: Well, who was going to be the villain if you weren't? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I totally get that. I do, I
2: get that. Anyway, (laughs) I... uh, I wasn't really happy with it. So I basically went to Bob at the time and asked him, like I expressed what was going on and asked him, how long do I have to deal with this? I am basically asking for permission out of my marriage. I oh, was okay. looking for a way out. Okay. And he asked He asked me, uh, do you want the biblical answer? I was like, no. Bob, no <laughs> Probably that's, not. That's not what I'm looking for at all.
1: So, and so then what? So then what happened? So I started searching you know, out. Did <clears throat>
2: um, I don't remember a whole lot of our conversation after that because I was yeah. irritated with him. Yeah. Because while what he was saying was exactly right, I didn't want to hear it and didn't have ears for it. Um, but between conversation with him and one of my stronger accountability partners about being consistent um, as a man, husband, whatever, um, I started seeking out scripture, books, whatever, of what it's supposed to look like, uh, to be a man of God to be the spiritual leader of the home so on and uh, that was right around the time that Courageous was being advertised Mm. you guys seen that movie so I didn't want to wait for that so I was trying to look for other information I ended up finding the book uh, Resolution for Men and then um, that started that whole journey just trying to be a better man husband father so on okay how did that work out? I, well, I mean, <laughs> as far as behavior wise for me, I think a lot changed in me as far as how I viewed my position and not <clears throat> being a spiritual leader of the house, not the tyrant who's oh. always in control, oh, that which is. is something that I struggle with.
0: That's a big deal.
2: Um, she didn't always see it that way so I mean in the end obviously she ended up leaving um, she was tired of, of faking it for everybody kind of mm-hmm. putting on a show yeah because um, at church and small group for the most part everything was okay on the surface I mean we were pretty open with the small group um, she wasn't really happy going at any rate, she woke up uh, one day and basically told me she was tired of faking it.
1: Okay. So. And when was that?
2: I want to say... Two years? No. 30? Uh, it was three and a half, oh. maybe four. That um, was actually when she, for the first time she said it was before we got into small A little more than two years ago, um, she had gotten a job and it gave it afforded her the ability to move out more or less, okay. and that was that was the turning point. Nothing had changed from the first time she'd said it, as far as where she was at, um, which led to a lot of just dysfunction because she was dead set done years, Right. years ago, where I was. Trying and running up against a brick wall, and that was a big source of our, our fighting because I wouldn't leave it alone.
0: Because there was a, I mean, you're you're talking about that, but the truth is, there's a lot behind that, right? Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, you know, well, years, yeah. I mean, there's
2: and... there's I mean, decades of dysfunction, sure. Drug abuse, sure. Emotional abuse, Black. like I. Uh...
0: And it's on both sides. Let's not. I mean, at least in my marriage, that's when I got in recovery. I mean, I wanted to blame him for everything. I I came in there, ball, you know, flames raring just to blame him for everything. But when I finally took a look at myself, when I did my inventory the first time, it was like, oh,
1: oh, that might be my fault. Like, it was like painful. Oh, I tried to blame Ryan for everything. It's on my. It's on my testimony, I think, how I yeah. it was all his fault until I did my first step study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't. You know, yeah. I wanted him to change. I wanted him to do all this stuff so we could be normal. And uh, I wasn't doing any of the things I was requesting him to do. So I wanted him to do all the work and just...
0: Be good to me, mm-hmm. right?
1: And and not the other way around. So it took me a long time to figure that out, and it was very um, humbling.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> to
1: admit because you know I'm always right even when I'm wrong. So <laughs> to admit all that, you know. Yeah, for sure. It was um it was something. For sure. And I think for him too. I think that's one of the first times that he saw that I was actually changing and I had the desire to change mm. because when I did my, my amends to him, you know? Right. And I didn't get a forgiveness either then. <laughs> I <laughs> made me a little resentment that about
0: it. That be a whole podcast <laughs> all on its own. <laughs>
1: but, and then I was like, well, it's not for me. It's not for you anyways. You figure it out. I'm just getting my side clean. <laughs> it was a great time. Good
2: times. So. I I, <clears throat> I would definitely say prior to recovery, it was definitely my fault. Majority, I mean, we're talking 99.9% of everything was me. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> Just
2: throat> want to make sure that's clear. That's a, <laughs> I, I, get, I get that out there. <laughs> <So. clears throat>
0: I might have a heart attack that somebody's like, yes,
1: it was all my fault. <laughs> well.
2: I was I was pretty horrible. I was yeah, and horrible, you were, husband and horrible father. and
1: you were you were sick. You were stuck in your addiction. You on that well, behavior and all, I mean that does not excuse. No, your not behavior. at all. Right. And I'm, that, not, it didn't, I'm not, but I'm just saying like because at least with me, I have done things in my life, treated people, my family, people I loved, and I love you know so yes. badly, and I look back and I'm like, oh my god, you know I don't want to just blame. The drugs or the lifestyle because I'm still me but I don't think I would do that today knowing the things I know today right so yeah. um, I want to talk about Daniel your kids how 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 did that play out with your kids because I know divorce can affect um, kids differently right my mom got divorced when I was seven and my dad just disappeared until like a month ago. <laughs> right. So it's been, I don't know, 30 years, 28 years. Right? So that that's on my story. God, Gerald. Talk about yourself.
2: <laughs> stay on your side of the street. Oh, okay, I'll stay over here. <laughs>
1: but you know, so um, I know it affects people differently. I used to blame my dad for everything that I, happened in my life. I left Brazil because he didn't pay child support, so it's his fault that I end up the way I end up and did the things I did, right? Right. So I blamed him a lot for a lot of things. How did your kids dealt with um, all of this going on? Because, I mean, there weren't so, little babies, right? Or so how they, did
0: you deal with your kids well, when, when this was going on?
2: I think... Um, I'll tell you what I believe. How they handled it, some of what they've said, and some not so much. Um, the, it, w- it basically was a war zone battle. But well, like there's so much going on in you, the trenches. In recovery.
1: Mom's leaving, mom wasn't recovered, then there's Jared, then there's the kid. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah.
2: And previous to that, you know, all the dysfunction, the sure. fights, um, years, they were part of all of it. Um, we weren't. We were not ever good about let's not yell, let's go talk somewhere else, you know, calmly. (laughs) We had explosive fights, mostly on my part, and there was no thought to the kids. Um, I remember one instance turning around and just yelling at my youngest, and he like physically shook. So there was no thought to them and what they were going through while we were exploding but uh, I believe that for them it was a big relief part of it Mm -hmm. Um, just because there was no real expectation or I guess not no expectation they expected that that's where it was going so they weren't really surprised they probably Mm -hmm. were a little bit relieved I know my youngest and my wife talked um, for probably the last six, eight months before she moved out, like planning uh. what was happening, who was being divided by who, who was going with who and oh, which drove me nuts, but that's So honestly, I think they're fine with it. Whether that's really true or not, I don't I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. like, I've tried to have some conversations. The older two, they're, you know, ambivalent for the most part. Again, totally expected it to happen a lot sooner than it did. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, because they now get to be with you and with two healthy homes instead of one mm-hmm. unhealthy environment. So, you know, sometimes it, it is for the best. I tell, I, I tell people all the time, I think some... People get so caught up with, we gotta stay for the kids. And sometimes the kids, because I have friends, you know, they're like, I just hope they would just not stay together because it's driving me crazy. You know, well, my mine was different; they just separated. But um, my friend, I have a friend, right? went it was just so crazy in her household, and she couldn't stand it, and she would wish that they would separate so there would be peace. So it's quiet. You know, mm-hmm.
2: you yeah. gotta have two willing parties. Like if you're gonna stick together and make it work, both have to be willing. Correct. Willing to go to counseling and do the work. Correct. Yeah,
1: that is so true. Because I tell who did I who I was talking about to somebody, and I said, if both parties are willing, anything can happen. Yeah, we were Absolutely.
0: talking about that last week.
1: Everything can be overcome. Mm-hmm. Anything can be overcome.
2: Yeah.
1: If both are willing.
2: So to I do still what it takes. Yeah. And I still maintain like I believe things would have gone better had we stayed together and had we both worked and gone to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, presented with that opportunity today, that's not gonna happen. Uh, on either side, like she has no, no interest, I have no interest, but you know better. two years ago, two and a half better. years ago, three years ago, I think it would have been better for us to go to counseling. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well,
0: now that's Done. Your divorce is done, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So and the kids are happy. Your daughter's doing great in in college, and the boys are doing um, great.
1: Something I cannot see you like exploding. Actually, I I cannot. He's he's
0: very calm. Yes, I I feel like you're just so. Don't you know the calm ones are
1: always the (laughs) the the, most explosive. I know, like the tiny ones always think they are, but try to. But I can't see you like being all bad, and I don't know. Maybe I just don't know you well
2: enough. But (laughs) I mean, I honestly like. There were many times I was a monster. Like I remember having moments where I was. Yeah, absolutely. Very much like out of body experience type thing, where like there's a part of me watching this go on, literally saying to myself, "What are you doing?" this needs to stop and doing but I'm exercise. on like I'm on a roll I'm heated I'm way elevated and there's no stopping
0: hmm.
1: I, I deal with that because once I I see red and if I when I see red okay. something happened I was in recovery and I saw red and that that doesn't happen all the time because I try to always like let it go let karma take over <laughs> Eventually, but when I see red too, it's just sober. over. Yeah. You deal with anger. You, you yeah. I your anger girls Yeah. Over there, yeah. I'm sure you you can talk yeah. about. It's You know
0: what? It's it's. I know you know it's a hard road. It's it's for me. Um, I had two years sober from anger. Like I I hardly ever raised my voice. I I really um, I I really worked hard on it. And then I got, I focused on a different area, and I lost it. And honestly, anger is something for me that I have to work on every single day. Because I, I, will, I will blow my top just in a split second. But um, now I know the, the steps to work on it. And I don't know about you, but like I have to literally work my steps sometimes. If I get uh, a text message... And I'm like, okay, I better tell somebody about this because I have to, like, check myself. Can I answer in a nice way? You know, how do you yeah, deal sometimes with that? Sometimes you
2: respond to the text a few times before you hit send. Every oh, time. Yeah. Type it out, delete, type it out delete type, thing thing it out, delete, type it out, delete. Have you seen
1: that thing on Facebook? That's the, the little word, the husband and wife? Yeah. The, that's. I, I think they, they have something on my phone where they can see me <laughs> writing things. <laughs> Because every time I see that, I'm like, how did the people know?
0: I always say, if you think it was nasty, you should have read the first 12 (laughs) I wrote. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But that is the truth. So what do you do now to, like, stay in check in your recovery? So you've got to handle on the anger. You've got to handle, obviously, on drugs. What do you do to work your recovery every day?
2: Biggest thing for me is accountability and service. Mm Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm struggling in any area of my life, um, I'm typically on the phone with accountability or meeting. I'm very active in, in meeting with accountability. I have a couple of guys that I, I meet for coffee, um, all t- not together, but like alternating. Nice. So, and then, I just have really and strong accountability. And moving people? <laughs> like, like I said, serving That's
1: others. service! <laughs> Ser-
2: serving others. <laughs>
1: Daniel should start a moving company. No, poor Daniel. Let's,
2: let's, not, that, <laughs> let's not advertise yeah. that. We need Please. to edit that part out. I will you. <laughs> <love that too. laughs>
1: no, I think it's funny because every time I start to focus on myself or, or, or there is a lot going on, I serve more, which is weird because then I get super busy because there is a lot going on and then I want to serve more. But I feel... I was just talking to some of my friends. She's going through a hard time. I'm like, maybe being of, being of service could help. Absolutely. Once, it takes me out of my...
2: Selfishness? S-H-I-T.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. takes me off of me. Put my focus in something positive in helping other people.
0: And not in a bad way. I mean, you still got to deal with what you got to oh, deal I with. Oh, I mean, I still
1: deal with it. But it's... it's um, so
0: what, it, what did Krista say last week? She said, if we all put our problems in a bowl, you'd still pick up your own problems, right? Anything. So I think it's interesting, like, you know, being of service is, is probably the best way for me. Um, I enjoy it. I mean, that's my love to go and talk to people. So you meet with your accountability partners. You go out for coffee. What else do you do? You serve.
2: serve. I mean, that's really it I mean I keep showing up obviously Pray. keep going to groups keep doing step studies keep
1: working your steps yeah yeah that's awesome um what I know because I think it's important um I'm I'm, I'm going into my well my oh, yes, church that I might that I'll finish because I have started <laughs> yeah some semi-step studies that I didn't finish or, or 12-step study not at, at church um but I think a lot of people like you had the idea four to six weeks I'm done. Oh, if I do one step study, I'll work on all my issues that <coughs> has happened and I'm done and I'm good to go, right? Which, obviously, that's not how it works because you have done multiples. You have done multiples. I'm going on my third. Um, so obviously, there's always things coming up and and you know new things that you weren't aware of, at least with me, I'm like, oh, maybe I am a little angry at things that I didn't know after I talked to Courtney. We've almost (laughs) talked her to
0: come into anger (laughs) group (laughs) now.
2: Well, in that first step study, like take myself, for example, first four or five months, I straight lied to everybody. So how good of a result could I have really gotten? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I eventually got sober, but it took me almost six months yeah. of being in there. Um, so I think, multi, like one step study is just not reality, and some will come in and do that and be okay with it, and feel like
1: Did that's enough.
2: But I haven't ran into a single person that doesn't need to do a second step study at least.
1: And and I think like I've I've heard you, you know people say it's like an onion and feeling
2: peeling the layers the layers right
1: right and and for me well my first one was huge right like my my fourth step was huge it took hours divided in two different days for me to like share it and and which was great because I realized so much on that step sir like patterns of things that I never thought about it before and and all this for for my whole life right and my second one it was very different than my first step study for me like it was completely different I, I, I felt like I didn't have to deal we try to remember things that had happened when I was in school or right. you know like because I, I the first one I was so caught up I think in like I don't want to forget anything I, I want to put everything, everything down like down. I don't yeah. I don't you know I because I was finally ready I was ready I didn't want to carry none of that baggage no more so I keep thinking and you, when I used to start writing it a little too strong I would let it go because <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was getting way too deep enough so I didn't st- want to go so
0: you're still finding stuff in your eighth or tenth or how many sub-studies have you done now I don't you I, don't even count I, anymore I don't know
2: I really don't I mean I'd go look for the t-shirts and <laughs> counted. but i i know i've started more than i finished okay um because there's been times where you know i'll be in a step study for three or four months the first several step studies when i after i started leading i would just jump right in and then i would get pulled to lead to the lead. next one yeah so, i don't know how many yeah that there's happened to me last
1: time too yeah well that is
0: awesome um we, we usually ask everyone um, if somebody's struggling today, say they're just having a bad day, like what what would you say to them? What would you ask you know tell them to do or not tell them to do, but what, what advice can you give to somebody who's new in recovery that that might need um, you know a little helping hand today?
2: Mm. Um, I mean, stick to the basics. show up. Easy does it. And uh, get on the phone with accountability. And if you don't have at least five people on an accountability team, you don't have enough. Like, it's just the way it is. Not everybody's going to be available to take your text or your phone call or meet in coffee. That's so true. And not everybody's going to have the right perspective or the right thing to say. Mm -hmm. More is better.
1: And I think that's so hard. In the beginning mm-hmm. that phone weights like you know what do they call it the 800 pounds <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard it was for me it was really hard and more to to accept that i didn't have control over anything or, or that i couldn't do it alone that scared me and more like i've been independent for a long time In, in you know i left brazil i was 15 so i always y- used to do everything on my own and to try to figure it out that I can't do everything on my own. It was just hard in the beginning. For me, it was. Yeah. I didn't want to accept help. I didn't want to accept that I needed help. You know, I always say I was in denial of being in denial for a long time.
0: I think it's, uh, I think that's really a key thing. Have at least five people to call. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of talking. Well, That's a lot of reaching out. That's you know. Yeah,
2: but you're also gonna you're gonna find that one or two that really resonate with Absolutely. you and they're really strong. I have a one guy really strong that I when I know that I need to have a mirror held up in front of my face. Mm-hmm. He's my go-to. Right. He's a little harsh, a little rough. Mm-hmm. He's listening. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but. This is my go-to. I'd probably reach out to him more than my sponsor, which probably not the best thing. I'm the same way, though.
0: <laughs> so, Daniel, let's talk about um, relapse for a minute. Have you had a relapse? No. Okay.
2: So. Well, we're... I mean, it depends if what you can <laughs> Okay. From the time I got sober from drugs in May of 2010, no. Okay. Um, other areas like anger, nothing recent it's been quite a while since I've had any kind of relapse issues Mm -hmm. Um, but I think a big part of that is how much I serve and plug into my accountability Mm -hmm. and also I don't kid myself thinking that I can't relapse because I know for certain that I'm just one or two bad days away from it right, right, absolutely and I think that thought process helps me stay serious and stay vigilant about working my recovery and I
1: think when we're honest with ourselves too, it helps into identify those triggers easier when we don't make excuses for certain behaviors or or for what I I did this because all the time no, you know because I try I try to make excuse for the way I act sometimes, you know but or or put the blame on the other person. I'm good. I'm good doing that. I do that sometimes. I'm like, well, buddy. If he didn't do this, I didn't do that, you know? <laughs> I only did that because somebody did this. And when I'm honest with myself, he brings me back to work my steps, no matter what, even if it doesn't benefit me, right? Then I, I, I think, well, because I have relapsed before, um, so that's what I learned from from that, is to just, I just need to be honest. What do what you do, not to not relapse.
2: Well, again, like. To
1: identify the triggers
2: and. and yeah, I, well, I, I keep working my steps. I keep going to groups. I keep plugging into accountability when I have.
1: Even when things are good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Especially when things are good. Right. When <laughs> because when things it's are good, so easy you to can not do it. Get, get complacent and comfortable and think that, you know, yeah. I got this, which is a lie. Um, I don't have any of this <laughs> like right. I have to be going to groups I have to be serving I have to be reaching out because if I take a week off and have a bad day there's no question I'm gonna relapse I don't'm gonna relapse big
1: and how blessed are we that we get to do all of this yeah for sure I mean, because you know there's so many people and more with this whole opioid crisis this has been really close close to home for me there's so many people that have died and haven't had the opportunity that they don't get to do this and we get to do this mm-hmm. right and, and that brings to perspective into perspective for me when I get to do this or, or I should do this
2: mm-hmm.
1: right it, it makes it a whole world difference right yeah that's good stuff yeah even better because we tell we just talk about relapse with crystal I seed. know I so th- this is great. So you see, you don't have to relapse in order not to relapse. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I think that's important. You know, identify your triggers, work your inventory, uh, identify those patterns in your life. That's that's what I've done. It hasn't, you know, it hasn't accountability. Yeah, accountability. Not just key. your
1: yes person, the person that's gonna tell, call your bullshit. Oops. Yeah. You know, I thought I'd be the one swearing all the time, but see? People that call,
2: God you, call you out on your hard truths. It's true. Right. Yeah.
1: I love those people. Because yeah. um, I want people looking out for me no matter what. And sometimes I, I can't see it, and I'm like, oh. Or sometimes I get messages like, I hate you. <laughs> Listen. I <laughs> don't really hate you.
0: Well, sometimes. What is to hate? I know, you're so perfect.
1: <laughs> no, I'm um, perfectly perfect.
0: Can I play my game now? Sure. Okay, so Daniel, I have very few little questions left, but you're going to pick one of each color.
2: One of each color? Yes. Are these... No,
0: these? we're reading them. Oh. He, he thinks he's, like, in charge. Does no, he
2: that know he's...
1: better? He knows better.
2: Are these preloaded better? just for me, or... Yeah.
1: Oh for me two for you we're gonna read really the happy no they're just they don't matter but the true. colors but they matter to barb the I colors know. it's always my so fault everything's my fault daniel do you didn't see how just it hear? Works? i just said i like to blame others <laughs> didn't you he just hear <laughs>
0: so true.
1: would you rather be the sky or the earth you weren't <laughs> expecting this question. No, I thought it was.
2: It has be nothing to do with about recovery. Recovery. Oh no.
1: It has no, nothing to do with recovery.
2: <clears throat> the sky or the earth? Bart oh, made them the sky.
0: It's true you did. It?
1: It's sky. I definitely want to be the sky. And more like a bird in the sky, so yeah, you I can like to poop on people you don't like. Listen, you know you're nuts. So what am I gonna do with her? <laughs> it was my idea
0: to do this with her too. I don't know. All right. Where would you go if you were invisible? That's a
2: good one. By boss's office.
0: Your boss's office?
2: Absolutely.
0: Just to know what he really thinks? Know
2: what's going on.
0: Got to know all the ins Uh, and outs? Yeah, there's
2: a lot of times that there's all kinds of meetings behind closed doors. You know, nothing of what's going on or what's happening. You might not find out for six months. Oh. So. Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe you could find out all kinds of things you might didn't want to find out. If well, you that, that, that's, that's true, too. That, well, I don't know. Would you rather have a pink cat or a flying horse? Pink
2: cat. These are real questions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess flying horse. He
1: doesn't like my questions. Because Back
2: uniforms. to the sky. Back to the sky. Unicorn. I mean, if
1: it's, it's a
0: flying horse, it's a unicorn.
1: I, I'm allergic to catch so okay yeah <laughs> and dogs enough. and bullshit <clears throat> anyways um <laughs> what
0: I do with
1: you Daniel thank you so much for being our first guy and for coming and sharing your story I know a lot of men will be able um to relate to the things that you said and and I'm sure you inspire a lot of people like you have inspired at church and and I know um you are loved, very loved by a lot of people, and I'm very grateful that you came to share your story with me. Us. Too. Me Thanks too. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
0: Thank you for being our guinea pig man.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully there'll be more. <laughs> we
0: hope
1: so. We have a Maybe few you scheduled. have opened the door Yes. for, you know.
0: Yes, you've made it not so scary for the other men. <laughs> Don't forget to um, rate us five stars on iTunes and subscribe to us. And you can subscribe on SoundCloud also. Um,
1: follow us on social media, on Instagram and uh, Reco- Facebook. Recover 201 Podcast. And if you want to share your story with us, send us an email. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you at um, recover 201 podcastgmailcom And um, focus on the similarities. Not the differences. Speak love. Spread hope. If life gets life he's stay prayed good. up. This is Raffaella.
2: And this is Barb. i see you soon.